Session 367 Chapter 3 Verses 28, 29, and 30 لا يتخذ المؤمنون الكافرين أولياء من دون المؤمنين ومن يفعل ذلك فليس من الله في شيء إلا أن تتقوا منهم تقاه ويحذركم الله نفسه وإلى الله المصير قل تخفوا ما في صدوركم أو تبدوه يعلمه الله ويعلم ما في السماوات وما في الأرض والله على كل شيء قدير يوم تجد كل نفس ما عملت من خير محضرا وما عملت من let not the believers take the disbelievers as allies rather than the believers. And whoever does that would isolate himself entirely from God except when taking ample precaution against them in prudence. God warns you of Himself, and to God is the final destination. Chapter 3, verse 28 When you fall into trouble, what do you do? You turn to the ones you love and trust. A scared child runs into his mother's arms. Similarly, one of the requirements of faith is to have complete trust in God. He says, let not the believers take the disbelievers as allies rather than the believers. If you turn to someone other than God, what does that say about your faith? Allah answers, and whoever does that would isolate himself entirely from God. Why? Because you assumed that the disbelievers could do something for you that God cannot. You were deceived by their superficial power and took them as allies. But what can the believers do if they are weak? God answers, Arm yourselves against them with all the firepower and cavalry you can muster to terrify God's enemies and yours, and others besides them whom you do not know. God knows them. Anything you spend in the way of God will be repaid to you in full. You will not be wronged. Chapter 8, verse 60 Take note that God did not ask the believers to prepare what is necessary to overcome their enemies. He only asked them to do their best with the resources available and to leave the rest to Him. But if the odds are overwhelming, it is normal for the human nature sometimes to wonder, this is a losing battle. In the following example, God reassures His servants of how easily He can turn the balance of power in a battle. God says, when your Lord revealed to the angels, I am with you, so make firm the feet of those who believe. I will cast terror into the hearts of those who disbelieve, so strike at their necks and strike at every finger. Chapter 8, verse 12 The phrase, I will cast terror into the hearts of those who disbelieve, gives you insight into God's power. 
Any military expert will tell you that it does not matter how well a soldier is trained and armed if he or she is a coward. Panic is amongst the soldiers of God, and he can unleash it at will. This is one reason why the believers should not take the disbelievers as allies over their fellow believers. But the world is not black and white. It is not peace or war. Allah makes an exception for those who take ample precaution against them in prudence. Allah is aware of our instincts, emotions, and thoughts when we are confronted by devastating circumstances that cannot be addressed properly. For this reason, Islam gives leeway for special situations. Listen to the following example from the Qur'an as God makes an exception for soldiers who abandon their position on the battlefield. He says, Anyone who turns his back on them that day, unless he is maneuvering to rejoin the fight or withdrawing to support another group, incurs the wrath of God, and hell will be his home, a wretched destination. Chapter 8, verse 16 This brings us back to the verse. God teaches us not to take the disbelievers as allies over the believers unless it is a safety measure against tyranny or to avoid a destructive war. Perhaps this is best explained with an example. It is narrated that Musaylama, the liar, brought two Muslim men and asked one of them, Do you bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of God? The man replied, Yes. Then he asked, do you bear witness that I am the messenger of God? The man again responded with a yes. Musaylama let him go, and then questioned the other man, Do you bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of God? He said, Yes. Do you testify that I am the messenger of God? The man replied, I cannot hear you, I am deaf. Musaylama understood the man's rejection, so he killed him. When the news reached Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he said, The slain man spoke truth to power, so congratulations to him for his success. As for the other man, he exercised the license God granted us in such situations. We learn from our beloved Muhammad that making a concession to avoid ruin is a permissible license from God, while standing up for the truth is a higher virtue. God says, with the exception of those who are forced to say they do not believe, although their hearts remain firm in the faith, those who reject God after believing in Him and open their hearts to disbelief will have the wrath of God upon them and a grievous punishment awaiting them. Chapter 16, verse 106 Let's consider the wisdom behind this legislation. Good people should stand up to fight evil, but in order to win, they need perseverance and divine guidance because there will be many obstacles along the way. If good people gave up their fight against evil, God's teachings would be lost forever. Likewise, if good people chose to sacrifice themselves for God, then who would be left to carry on God's message? Here we find the wisdom behind prudence. Allah allowed prudence and precaution when the believers are few and weak. This would guarantee the survival of God's teachings and they're passing to the next generation, even if a tyrant is in power. God says, Let not the believers take the disbelievers as allies rather than the believers, and whoever does that would isolate himself entirely from God, except when taking ample precaution against them in prudence. God warns you of himself, and to God is the final destination.
chapter 3, verse 28. Of course, God's permission comes with a stern warning. He says, God warns you of himself, and to God is the final destination. The permission to ally with the non-believers should only be applied under dire circumstances. Allah warns us against using his license as an excuse to embrace the non-believers with an open heart. He says, With the exception of those who are forced to say they do not believe, although their hearts remain firm in the faith, those who reject God after believing in him and open their hearts to disbelief will have the wrath of God upon them and a grievous punishment awaiting them. Chapter 16, verse 106. And in the next verse of Al-Imran, Allah reminds you yet again. Say, whether you conceal or reveal what is in your hearts, it is all known to God, as is known to Him all that is in the heavens and the earth, and God has the power over all things. Chapter 3, verse 29. It makes sense for God to warn us that He knows what we conceal within ourselves, but why does He warn us that He knows what we reveal? Isn't that known to everyone? We answer that some people claim that since God is unseen, then He is only aware of the unseen and does not know the apparent. This is just like a man who knows everything within his home, but he is unaware of things happening out on the street. Allah wants you to know that He is not limited by place, time, or any barriers. On the Day of Judgment, He will ask you about all your deeds, the hidden and the apparent. He says, On the day when every soul finds all the good it has done presented before it, it will wish all the bad it has done to be far, far away. God warns you to beware of him, but God is compassionate towards his servants. Chapter 3, verse 30 Our natural assumption is that time flows in one direction. So when things are in the past, they are gone, never to come back again. Thus, for the longest time, scholars interpreted the phrase, every soul will find whatever good it has done brought forth, as follows. In the hereafter, every person will find the consequences of his or her deed, either as a punishment or a reward. This is still a valid interpretation. However, as science advances, we can look at things differently. Technology allows us to record every moment of our lives and replay it at any time. If humans can do this with their limited means, then what about the Almighty? Certainly His ability is above all abilities, and on the Day of Judgment God can bring our deeds physically in front of us to see. He says, He has the keys to the unseen. No one knows them but Him. He knows all that is in the land and sea. No leaf falls without His knowledge nor is there a single grain in the depths of the earth or anything, fresh or withered, that is not written in a clear record. Chapter 6, verse 59 The verse ends with, God warns you to beware of him. God is compassionate towards his servants. This is a second warning. It is an emphasis of the previous verse. God knows what we conceal within our hearts, and he sees and records what we do. So before you do any action, keep in mind the absoluteness of his power. More importantly, remember that as long as you are alive, the door of repentance will remain open before you. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, 
convey my teachings to the people, even if it is only a single verse. Please take a moment to subscribe and to share with your family and friends. Visit us at www.qur'angarden.com.